Zuckerberg will not give up, even if it means the death of Facebook. We got that coming up. Elon frees the bird. And the absolute, speaking of birds, best Halloween costume I promise that you will ever, ever see. It's amazing. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Saturday. Yes, Saturday night. We're halfway through the weekend here in Malaysia in uh, the U.S. You're just starting your weekend. Welcome. Welcome in. We are live across uh, four different platforms. Rumble.com, of course, is our main channel. Twitch.tv, Facebook Live, and YouTube. We are live on all four channels. And uh, you may also be listening to our podcast, which is the audio part of our show. We put that out there about, we just, once we're done with the show, we sweeten up the audio a little bit, push that out as a podcast, and it goes out about uh, 15, 20 minutes after we're done with our live show. So be sure you like and subscribe, It re- follow, it, it really does help the show. It's absolutely free, just either uh, down there in the corner or uh, wherever it might be, you'll see a button that says mostly subscribe, but then also I think Facebook is the only one that has follow. Uh, and please do that. We've got uh, hundreds of people who do, and we really appreciate you a lot. It, it helps the show uh, a lot. And we, we from the bottom, bottom of my wrinkled old heart, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. So yeah, we got all that and more coming up. Beyond that, we always start our show with an update on our favorite little furry friend. Miko Update. <laughs> yeah, Miko Update. I realize we have a lot of new uh, viewers out there and listeners. And so if you don't know, Miko is our little almost three-year-old Shiba Inu. And uh, <laughs> if, you, if you see this, this is actually my studio. That's the chair I'm sitting in right now. That's the shirt I'm wearing. And that's our studio. And this is Miko. She's doing great, except for a couple little things. She's already full of raging hormones and going crazy because yesterday, two days ago, she started her cycle. Yeah, so she is on her cycle. It's begun. Means diapers at night and, you know, all that stuff. In fact, you see she's got a pair of panties on here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, she is uh, was freaking out because some of these idiots who just can't freaking let it go are still letting off a few fireworks tonight she hears them drives her nuts in fact at this very moment i i can't i don't know i'll try and see if i can get her on the show but she is laying down here at my feet uh because she feels protected when she's next to me hey miko you doing all right you doing all right buddy you want to come up and say hi you want to come up hmm yeah i didn't think so all right let me just make sure I don't run over you with my chair wheels. There we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bother her because she's she's a bit aggravated with the fireworks and then the fact that her hormones are raging doesn't help. So anyway, that is our, uh, our Miko update, which, by the way, is brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com. The link is in our show notes at the top of our description. That's our show notes. And BarkBox.com is such a cool, cool place for you to get treats and toys for your dog. Any size, small, medium, and large, you can specify. And it's a monthly subscription. You'll get a themed box 
of dog treats and dog toys and a dog chew. And every month they've got all kinds of very, very let me let me just show you what some of the past themes have been here. Bark to school, playcation, national park, howl oween party, which is what, two days away? Uh, a little late to order that, but uh, Jurassic World, Stranger Things from Netflix, Harry Potter, uh, all of these. Look, look at these. This is what you get in the box. You get three or four uh, cool toys there, <clears throat> some great all-natural, good-for-your-dog uh, dog treats, and a dog chew also comes with the box. There was a Star Wars edition, Your Dog's Destiny Awaits, <laughs> Jackpot, the NBA, uh, Jared's Deli, Madagascar. Very, very cool. And uh, that's each month you will get one of these as a different theme. You can order just one box if you want. You can. Uh, but if you use our special link, which is BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O, our little girl, you will get one extra month free with a multi-month subscription. You can order one box, as I said, you will, once you get it, trust me, you'll sign up for a longer subscription. But if you use our link, barkbox.com slash Miko, uh, you will get a extra month. If you order, say, a six-month subscription, you'll get seven. 12-month subscription, 13. So that's quite a deal. And uh, yeah, I encourage you to, uh, to do that. Uh, use our link. And uh, they are there, you see the little special offer come up there. And your box ships immediately. You will get it. You will love it. It's for folks in the U.S., U.S. territories, and Canada at the moment, sadly. Uh, unless you've got a shipping forwarding service in the U.S. or maybe a friend over there that, that you could ship it to them and they could forward it to you. Uh, I know uh, some people have done that. But it's a 100% happiness guarantee. They are very concerned about making sure it's right. Uh, there's a tick box on the site when you order that you can specify if your dog is allergic to anything, fish, chicken, beef, whatever. They'll make sure you don't get that. And anytime you are unsatisfied, you get a hold of their customer service people. They are on the ball and on the stick, and uh, they will make it right. Barkbox.com slash Miko is our special link, and uh, I can't encourage you enough. It's a great company. They are fantastic with the customer service and all they really do a wonderful job all right so do check them out the link if you forget barkbox.com slash miko m-i-k-o it's in our show notes it's the top link in there all right so much has been going on in the world of high tech and social media it's just the last few days have been nuts I was going to lead off with Elon, but, you know, it's been a couple days. Most everybody knows about it. We will talk about it. But uh, I, I, uh, I decided we would, we would have Facebook be our, our lead uh, because it's the story that not everybody maybe knows about. You know, Facebook or Meta, as now it's called, which, you know, nobody uses Meta. It's, everybody uses Facebook. Um, Zuckerberg is refusing to let go of this ridiculous metaverse 3R, 3, you know, VR crap. Look, VR has been around forever. I was involved in creating VR content uh, for a little while. Nobody wants it. Nobody likes it. Nobody wants to sit around like a geek with the glasses on, look stupid. It, it, it doesn't work. It's been tried. People reject it. 
don't bother. But this moron Zuckerberg, who has already lost, what, like $700 billion this year in his company value, he refuses to let this idiotic metaverse dream die. Wall Street has finally had enough. They've been hammering the shares of meta platforms after the company reported its second straight quarterly revenue decline (laughs) after market close on Wednesday. That's just last Wednesday, three days ago. The share price slid, uh, also chipping a chunk off of Mark Zuckerberg's rapidly shrinking fortune. There's the moron. Meta shares slumped more than 22%, down to $100.79 Thursday, slashing over $65 billion, with a B, from their market cap. The Facebook parent company, Meta, their value's already fallen off by, oh man, half a trillion, with a T, trillion dollars. No, I don't want notifications, thank you. The, this is from Business Insider, by the way. The drop in Meta's share price this year has shaved off 61% of Mark Zuckerberg's net worth. Yeah. <laughs> and he still won't let it go. Uh, unbelievable. They fell as low as $97.36 on Thursday, down 25% from Wednesday's closing price. Uh, the slump wiped out $65 billion in Meta's market capitalization, which has fallen by more than a half a trillion dollars this year alone. Bank of America cut Meta's price target from $150 to $136, analysts citing further deceleration in ad revenue. Lofty Metaverse. Are we still on Facebook, by the way? Have they shut us off yet? <laughs> I really don't care. The, you know what? The best possible thing that could happen is Facebook closes. It goes out of business, shuts down, and we all move over to something else. You know what? I've been hanging out on Twitter lately because, well, because of what's happening over there. But also, just even before the whole Elon thing, I was I was completely getting into Twitter. In fact, my my followers has, has increased. I don't have a ton of followers. I got 600 and something. That's it. But if you want to follow me, the link is in our show notes. You'll see my Twitter account. Scroll way down. It's easy to remember. At It's Jay Sheldon. I-T-S Jay Sheldon. Because when I went to create it, some other Jay Sheldon had already picked Jay Sheldon. So... Uh, yeah, you'll see me when you when you look me up over there. Anyway, uh, the bank also noted, despite Meta's large investments in its metaverse department, stupid, it remains unclear what it will actually look like. Zuckerberg didn't offer much in terms of what kind of business it'll become, hardware, software, ads, and this remains our main question, according to a strategist at J.P. Morgan. I'm not going to read this whole article. It gets into some of the business and some of the technicalities of the investments and the stock prices. If you're into that kind of crap, by all means, the link is in our show notes. You can check it out and uh, read. Read till you're blue in the face about why Zuckerberg is basically, apparently, just trying to kill Facebook, which, as I said, fine by me. Bye. I can't wait till there's no more Facebook. I, I, Twitch, 
YouTube, same thing. Look, Rumble will be around forever, and I will be on Rumble no matter what. We love Rumble. It's censorship-free. There's more than just conservative content on Rumble. They cover sports, gaming, cooking, food, finance, news, you name it. There's all kind. It It is a far better alternative to YouTube, of course. And the best part is, within the bounds of the law, you can say whatever you want, and you are not going to get censored. So there. That's why you will always, no matter where we may get banned or decide ourselves to shut off, uh, you will find us over there. All right. The bird is free. <laughs> We've all, I'm sure by now, you all know that Twitter was officially taken over by Elon Musk. He also officially booted out couple of the top people, thank goodness, because they really deserved it. Sorry, coffee break time. The gates of hell opened. <laughs> you love how Breitbart puts this. The gates of hell opened. Melodrama much? Leftists throw an epic meltdown over Elon Musk buying Twitter. Oh, they sure did. Go over Look, if, if you want, please follow me on, on uh, Twitter. It's at It's Jay Sheldon. You'll see the link if you want. If you forget, it's down in our show notes. Uh, it's, look at some of the stuff that I've shared and some of the posts I've made. Left-wing Twitter users had a collective meltdown on Thursday and Friday after CEO Elon Musk officially completed his takeover of the social media platform and promptly fired left-wing executives at the company. After officially becoming the owner of Twitter, Musk fired top executives like CEO Parag Agrawal, and CFO Ned Siegel, and Vijay J. Gade, it's just fun to say that person's name, the head of Trust and Safety, who was notorious for her fanatical left-wing censorship campaign, which included, of course, suspending the former president, Donald Trump's account. Uh, Musk also had, oh, I love this. He got rid of a lot, if not all, of the engineers that were working at Twitter, and he brought in his own Tesla engineers to review Twitter's software code. And he locked out Twitter's engineers, preventing them from making any further changes to the platform. Now, Elon Musk did just today tweet that he had not made any changes to the software. However, I can tell you, not only from what I notice on my feed, but from a lot of other people that I follow who are posting that the Twitter feed is changed. In the last 24 hours, I'm seeing posts from people I never used to see before. Uh, my posts are getting a lot more reaction than they got before. And uh, while he says, claims he has not made any changes yet, he has said that he will bring back banned accounts, which is great. But he said today that he has not uh, changed any of the code behind the scenes of Twitter. However, for whatever reason, we are seeing a vast difference, not only in what shows up in our feed, but the amount of people that are following us. I told you, look, there's people with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, cat turds almost at a million followers. 
I've got my lonely little 620-something followers. No, no, don't get me wrong. I love you guys. If you want to follow me at It's Jay Sheldon on Twitter, please do. Appreciate it. But um, even I, who rarely gets a new follower, have picked up about, I don't know, 20 or so, 25 followers just in the last 48 hours. So uh, apparently my name's getting out there too, and that's great. We really appreciate that. But But yeah... The link is in our show notes um, if you want to read more on this article. It's from Breitbart, but it it's pretty factual, other than the ridiculous headline, The Gates of Hell Opened. <laughs> <laughs> and Elon walked through. You know what? People have said Elon's just doing this for the fun of it. Look, Elon may be the richest man on the planet. He may have a ton of money, uh, 10 tons of money. But Tucker Carlson said it, and he's exactly right. Even when you are that wealthy, when you are the wealthiest man on the planet, there is no such thing as FU money. There isn't. It doesn't exist. There's go broke money and dumping $44 billion on an investment or something you're not entirely sure of, that's not FU money. That's potentially going broke money. He's still the richest guy on the planet, but that's a ton of money. And he really, I mean, in addition to really opening up a major town square so that people who have been censored and suppressed, whether you agree with them or not, look, I posted this earlier today. I don't think any of this crazy, wacky, leftist morons, yes, I call them that, ought to be dumped off the planet. I hope you don't leave because you have a right to your speech as much as I have a right to mine. And everybody should be welcome. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to disagree with me, nor I you. But what you have to say should be able to be put out there. True or not, disinformation, whether it's fair or not fair, it's someone's opinion to which they are entitled and to which they are entitled to speak it out. Free speech absolutist here. Sorry, gang, but that's just the way I feel. I hope you would agree with me that no matter what it is you have to say, you say it and you have a right to say it. So this guy buys this platform. He puts 44 billion bucks into it. That's an investment. And not something to be taken lightly. Imagine that. Would you take, let's say, half of it, if you had that kind of money? I know, hard to imagine. But if you had that kind of money, let's say you've got half a million bucks. Would you take 250000 of it and invest in something you're not entirely sure of? Not sure that I would. That's a lot of money. All right. Um, I'm going to share this. The link is in our show notes. However, because I am a guest in this country, I'm not allowed to make much in the way of comments about politics. I will, however, let you know about this story from the aspect of me being an American, 
where, you know, this ridiculous one-sided partisan January 6th committee is doing everything they can to bring people in, subpoena them, get them to lie, catch them in the lie, get them arrested so they have to go to jail. Because if you are a politician in the U.S. and you get arrested and go to jail, there's about a thousand percent chance your career is done, over. Stick a fork in it, you're finished. Thank you, Zaidi, for the like. Appreciate that. Good to have you in. Thanks. Hi, Zaidi. If you're a politician, at whatever level, from the president on down to the dog catcher in your town, you get arrested for something, even if you're not convicted, your political career is toast. Okay? Now, I'm not going to make any particular comment about this, but I am going to share this story with you from the Malay Mail links in our show notes. Court dismisses Najib's bid to attend Parliament as the issue is now academic and has no merit because Parliament's been dissolved. But this guy, who is in prison, having been convicted of a crime or two or three, was asking to attend Parliament. Oh, there's so much I want to say. Just hold my tongue. Here's a quote. Upon the dissolution of Parliament, the applicant, Najib, ceased to be a member of Parliament unless and until a pardon is given or the conviction is quashed upon review. There is no possibility that the applicant will again be a member of Parliament while simultaneously being a prisoner. And the law prohibits any convicted person to contest for election by virtue of Article 48.5 of the Federal Constitution. Therefore, the applicant application is now academic and has no merit. I hereby dismiss the application for being frivolous and vexations, the judge said. But he's still trying. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it there because I like living in this country. But you can draw your own conclusions. It's just... Well, I'll tell you what. If nothing else, it's entertaining. All right, let's get on to some less heavy political, non-political crap. This is from uh, independent.co.uk. This is the coolest thing. If you are at all into science and technology, this is so weird. Scientists have created a new material that has the properties of both plastic and metal. And they can't explain it. They created it, and they can't explain it. There isn't a solid theory to explain this, according to one researcher. Scientists have created an entirely new material that cannot be explained. It can be made like plastic, but it conducts electricity like metal. The discovery goes against what scientists would expect to see and could lead to all kinds of breakthroughs. Imagine, because right now, 
things like a handphone, smartwatch, all that kind of stuff, laptops, are limited because metal has to be a certain size and it's a certain shape and it can't be bent or wound around stuff and things. But you have to use the metal because it conducts electricity. Well, if you could make these parts out of a plastic material that you could bend and shape, but it would still conduct electricity, imagine the uses. It opens up the design of a whole new class of materials that conduct electricity, easy to shape and robust in everyday conditions. They don't know what it is. They don't know how it, it, it they invented it, but they don't know how it works. It is a plasticky material that conducts electricity. You want some details about it? Check out the link. It's in our show notes. It's a damn cool story. They do get a little bit into the science behind it and, uh, and, and how they think it might be working and stuff. It's a fascinating article. I think you'll enjoy it. So do, uh, do check that out. And as if that's not enough... We've wanted for, you know, uh, Harry Potter's invisibility cloak? Well, guess what? This is from freethink.com. Scientists, these are two really weird stories right in a row. Scientists may have found the secret to invisibility. Seriously. We can see objects because light bounces off of them. The reason you see this coffee cup right here is because there's light coming at it. It bounces off back, well, in this case, into the camera, but in your eyes. Well, scientists have made a way, they've found a way, to make light pass directly through an object, which is the secret to invisibility. If the light were not reflected off of this coffee cup, or me, or these headphones, or this shirt, and it just passed through, you wouldn't see me, or this coffee cup, or this shirt. Invisibility, no longer science fiction. Researchers have developed a unique light wave when beamed through an object makes the object appear invisible to cameras and even to the human eye. Invisibility cloaks, not just for wizards. Think again. Scientists have been trying to solve this challenge since long before Dumbledore bestowed the hallowed cloak upon Harry Potter. Invisibility tech is real. With the tricks of the camera, scientists can capture pictures of what's behind an object and then project them onto the object's surface, making it seem to disappear. They're also working on something a little more legit, ways to bend light around an object, essentially which would make it vanish, because the light's not hitting it, it's bending it around. Or simply scatter the light, which would obscure the thing from view. It's absolutely fascinating. Hyper Stealth Biotechnology Corp. revealed a material called Quantum Stealth. When draped over a person, it makes them appear to vanish. The material's uh, efficacy is limited since the effect upon, depends on the angle from which you view it. There's, as you can see, this article goes on and on talking more and more about this. If you want to read up on it, Check it out. I just want to share it with you and and tell you that this kind of tech is not only being thought about, it's out there. It exists. You know what? I got a new mouse because my old one died. 
And this one is very fast. I'm not used to it. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for the best Halloween costume ever? Look, when we were growing up as kids, my mom used to decorate the house. And then as we got older, we'd help her out. Uh, for every holiday, including Halloween. We also would we would make a big deal out of Halloween. Of course, that was the 60s and 70s. Yeah, I'm that old. But, uh, you know, it was a time where you still would go out to your neighbor's houses and trick-or-treat, and they'd, you'd get all bucket loads of candy and everything. And not so much anymore, because Lord knows the dangers. But we would put a lot of effort into our Halloween costumes. Well, Halloween is just two days away. What is it, Sunday, I think? Yeah. Uh, I found what I consider to be the best Halloween costume ever. Look at this. It's video. I'll play it in a second. This is a costume. It's a giant crow. If you're listening to the podcast, Please check out the link. It's in our show notes, our description down below, or up above, wherever it is. This is amazing. Look at that. That now, see, there's a guy standing right beside this, so you can tell the size. There's a dog. Look at this thing. This person wins Halloween. That's unbelievable. It's a giant, well, raven or crow. And that is, that is like the coolest Halloween costume ever. I mean, it's so real looking, except for the fact that it's huge. I wonder what the other birds or other crows would do if they saw it. It'd be like, you know, they'll all be bowing down to the king crow. It's, it's absolutely incredible. All right, link is in our show notes. You want to check it out, please do, because it's, uh, it's freaky. But yeah, this guy wins Halloween. All day long. How are we doing, Miko? Yeah, she's all right. She's still hanging out in the studio. But thankfully, for the last hour, we haven't heard any boom boom. So that's good news. All right, let's do a quick coffee break here. Hang on. Mmm, good stuff. No, it really is coffee. I'm, I don't dare drink while I do the show. You know, alcohol. All right, it's time to move along and get into our book I've told you a thousand times, going to tell you again in case you're new around these parts. We read books on this show. It's the last half of our show. And we have done all the classics, The Wizard of Oz, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, uh, Winnie the Pooh, you name it. We've done a bunch of classic books here on this show. And uh, we're doing Bambi right now. We're at chapter nine. It's been Wow, it's so well written. Originally written in German by Felix Salton. And this is the English translation. It's a great translation. And it, um, it's, uh, it's pretty much follows the Disney movie, the animated Bambi that we all know and love uh, for the most part. So, yeah. All right. Um, we're on chapter nine of Bambi. The leaves were falling from the big oak tree at the edge of the meadow. They were falling from all the trees. One of the branches of the oak was much higher up than the others, and it stretched a long way out over the meadow. And at its tip, there sat two leaves together. Things ain't like they used to be, said one of the leaves. They ain't. 
the other answered. There were so many of us last night who were just about the only ones left here on this branch. You never know who's going to happen next, said the first. Even when it's nice and warm and the sunshine gave you some heat, you'll get a storm or a cloudburst sometimes, and lots of us get torn off then. Even then, that we're still young, you never know what's going to happen next. You don't get much sunshine these days, the second leaf sighed. And even when the sun does shine, there's no strength to it. you got to get your strength from somewhere else. Do you think it's true, pondered the first. Is it true the other leaves will come along and take our place once we've gone? Then another lot, and then another lot. Of course it's true, whispered the second. Only we can't work out how. It's above what we can understand, that is. It'd make you really sad and all, the first added. Well, they remained silent for a while. And then the first leaf said quietly to himself, What do you have to go away for, anyway? The second asked, What happens to us after we've fallen? Oh, we sink down. And what is it? What's, what's down there? The first answered, I don't know. Some say one thing, others say something different. Nobody knows, really. And the second asked, Do you think you feel anything? Do you think you know anything about yourself when you're down there? The first answered, who can say? None of them who've gone down there has ever come back to tell us. They were again silent for a while. Then the first leaf said tenderly to the other, Now oh, don't get yourself all upset about it here. You're shivering. Look. Oh, don't bother about that, the second answered. Anything makes me shiver these days. You, you just don't feel properly attached to where you're, you are, do you? Oh, we'd better stop talking about things like that, said the first leaf. Yeah, we'd better leave it, the other replied. Oh, only, what are we going to talk about now? Well, they became silent again, and after a short time resumed the subject. Who do you think's going to be the first of us to go down there, then? Oh, it won't be for a while yet, the first reassured him. Let's just think about how beautiful it used to be. How how wonderfully beautiful. When the sun came out and burned us so hot, seemed we'd just swell up with all the good health it gave us. Remember? And then there was the dew early in the morning and the lime trees. Wonderful nights. Eh, those nights are horrible now, whined the second. They never seem to come to an end. Well, we can't complain, said the first leaf gently. We've lived longer than so many others. Have I changed? The second leaf asked, shyly but empathetically. Oh, not a bit, the first reassured him. What, because I've gone all yellow and ugly? No, it's gone a bit different for me. Uh, no, honest, the first repeated emphatically. It's true what I'm telling you. You're as lovely as you were on the very first day. Might be a few yellow stripes here and there, but uh, not so as you'd notice. But they just make you look all the lovelier, honest. Well, thank you, 
the second leaf whispered, feeling quite touched. I'm not sure I believe you. Well, not everything, but thank you for it. You're so good to me. You always have been. It's only now I'm starting to understand how good you've always been to me. Oh, stop it now, said the first, and became silent himself. He couldn't talk any more, because he was upset. And now they were both silent. The hours passed. A damp wind blew cold and hostile through the treetops. Oh, now, said the second leaf, I... And his voice broke off. He was gently removed from his place and fluttered down to the earth. Winter had come. Wow. What an amazing way to think about winter. All right, that was a very short chapter, so we're going to move on and do a piece of chapter 10. And we'll get through a little bit of it, and we'll take a break, and we'll continue it on Monday's stream. Chapter 10. Bambi noticed that the world had changed. It was hard for him to get by in this altered world. They'd all been living like rich people, and now they began to find themselves in poverty. But wealth was all that Bambi had ever known. He took it as a matter of course to be surrounded by the greatest excess and the finest luxury on all sides, to have no worries about finding food, to sleep in a beautiful room hung with green that no one could see into, to walk about in a majestically smooth, glossy red coat. Everything was different now, and he'd not really noticed it, not properly. The change which had taken place had been, for him, just a sequence of short-lived appearances. He found it entertaining when milky white veils of mist drew the morning dampness up from the meadow, or when they would suddenly sink down from the twilight sky. They were so beautiful as they dissipated in the sunlight. He liked the frost, too, which surprised him when he saw the ground in the meadow strewn with white. He spent much time luxuriating in the sound of his grown-up relatives, the stags, as they shouted. The whole forest would rumble from the voices of these kings. Bambi would listen and be very afraid, but his heart would thump in admiration whenever he heard this thunderous call. He thought about the crowns worn by these kings, so big with so many branches, like a majestic oak, he would think their voices were just as powerful as their crowns. Their imperious commands rolled out into the deepest tones, the monstrous groans of noble blood as it rushed around their bodies and seethed with the ancient power of yearning, haughtiness, and pride. Whenever Bambi heard these voices, he felt overwhelmed by them but he was proud to have such distinguished relatives. At the same time, he felt a peculiar, excited irritation at their being so unapproachable. That hurt him. That humiliated him, although he didn't know exactly why or how, or even how he could come any closer to knowing. It was only when the king's time for lovemaking was over and their thunderous cries were silent that Bambi started paying attention to other things once more. 
When he walked through the woods by night or lay in his room by day, he heard the whispering of the leaves as they fell through the trees, the rustling sounds as they trickled down through the air from every treetop. Every twig were incessant. The gentle, silvery light of the moon ran continuously down to the earth. It was wonderful to wake up to it. It was delicious to go to sleep with this mysterious, sad whispering. The leaves at that time lay deep and loose on the ground, and when you walked through them, they crackled loudly and they rustled quietly. It was fun to have to push them aside with each step because their layers were so deep. They made a shush-shush sound that was very fine, very light and silvery. This was also very useful, as during these times there was no need to make great effort with listening and smelling. Everything could be heard from a long way off. The leaves rustled from the slightest movement. They cried out, Shh! Who could possibly sneak up on you? No one. But then came the rain. From early morning to late in the evening, it poured down. It struck and spattered from late in the evening all through the night until back to the morning, eased off for a little while, and then began again with a new strength. The air seemed full of cold water. The whole world seemed full of it. Your mouth was filled with water if you tried just to gather a few blades of grass, and if you pulled at a bush, then water would gush down into your eyes and up your nose. The leaves on the ground no longer rustled. They lay there soft and heavy, pressed down by the rain, made no sound at all. And Bambi, for the first time, learned how vexing it was to have water streaming down on you all through the day and all through the night, and to be soaked to the skin. He was still not very cold, but he yearned for warmth, and he thought it was miserable to have to move around while soaked through and through. But then, when the stormy weather came down from the north, Bambi learnt what it means to be really cold. It was little help to cuddle up to his mother. At first, of course, he liked it very much to lie there, be nice and warm, at least on one side. But the stormy winds raged all through the night and all through the day and all through the forest. It seemed to be driven by an incomprehensible ice-cold fury and an insane rage that wanted to tear all the trees up by the roots and carry them away or destroy them in some other way. The trees roared as they put up a powerful resistance. They fought bravely against this immense attack. You could hear their long, drawn-out groans, the sighs of their creaking. There was a loud bang when one of their mighty boughs split. The angry crack when here and there the trunk of a tree would break. The cry of pain from all its wounds as its body was overpowered, split, and killed. But then it became impossible to hear anything more as the storm fell into the forest with even greater violence and its roars drowned out any other voice.
What a way to describe a winter storm. <laughs> All right, we will continue on with this uh, chapter 10. Find out what happens with our winter coming to the woods with Bambi on our next stream coming up Monday night. I will uh, see you again. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Please, if I can just ask if you wouldn't mind subscribing and following to our show, whatever platform you're on. Rumble, of course. Rumble.com is the best place to do that. But YouTube, of course, we picked up a couple of new subscribers over there. Thank you, guys. Uh, Twitch.tv and Facebook Live. We're on all the platforms. And, of course, our podcast on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Radio Public. We're on all those platforms, so check us out. Take us with you. I will see you again on Monday night at 10. This is the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Snort. <laughs>